بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعليه وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته Yo, hold up for a second. You didn't see what he just did when he was going to respond to me. He did the giga chat. <laughs> bro, did this. Bro, did, <laughs> bro did this. <laughs> yeah, like what you're doing right now. All right. Tell me what the topic is, man. What are we talking about? Today, bro? we're going to talk about something that's very prominent in the world. You know, I hear, I hear, we, I've talked to a lot of people in my life, right? 18 years of living. Sure. I've talked to a lot of people. And I'll, Almost every people I've, I've, almost every person I've met from any different culture or background, they always talk about how like some of the people are racist and like, dude, it's really messed up. Like they're always racist. They're colorist. They don't know this, that. I don't, I've never understood that the the logic behind racism and what what compels people to be more down upon a person just because of their skin color or just because of where they're from. It doesn't make sense to me. Like honestly, like I, I, if you try, if I tried to put myself in their shoes, it would never. Like I, I couldn't fit them. Right. Well, when when I think about it, uh, me personally, I haven't gone through it as much as maybe the next person. Or at least I don't think I have because a lot of this type of stuff, you might suppress it in your life. Like, I know a lot of things that I may have gone through, I probably suppress it just because at the end of the day, it doesn't like affect me as much in my in my life because of my relationship with Allah. Like me trying to establish that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'm not going to think about the negative things in my life. And how that impacted me and how it may have made me a different person. A lot of people, they'll take the bad things and use that as fuel to do bad as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm just- so look, like you said, it's not only that, but also the way that you carry yourself. Because a lot of the times, you know, I'll be talking to some people I know. They'll say they experience way more racism, you know, doing such and such. And I'm like, me personally, they're like, oh, Osman, you probably experience a lot of racism yourself. And I'm like. I mean, for the most part, I really don't. But, you know, obviously that doesn't mean it doesn't happen, right? But sometimes it's just even the way that you carry yourself, the way that you talk with people, you know, you might pick up on something that's not necessarily like, you know, it's not what the the best, the best, you know, the best way to condone yourself. Yeah. No, but. And then people go ahead and they associate that with a certain uh, community or group of people. And then it turns into a whole big thing because you got to think about it. Some people. The, the way they act, that's all they've seen. And can you really blame them for that? Yeah. Like, things are set up in a way so that they can grow up and become a certain way. And so that people are stuck in that type of mentality, stuck in that type of, you know, environment. Because that's the all only they, that's, truth they that's, know. You know, that's all they've ever been fed. And that's what people want. Some people want that. Because why? You know, it, it allow, it, there's a lot of great benefit to them. Like, for example, some of the stuff that they feed us in school, you think all of it is not for reasoning. You think that there's not propaganda behind it. And, you know, the same thing can work outside of school, in the workplace. Oh, that's no, that's a good point. Go ahead. You go he, first. Though. Here's here's the thing. Like like you said, alhamdulillah, I haven't really experienced racism. I mean, when, when I was younger, when I was in school, like uh, in middle school and whatnot, they, I, they used to, when I came from, when we came from Saudi Arabia, they used to call me some things. Like they they used to have a joke, African booty scratcher. They used to have the, like <laughs> You're lying. Ass, You're hey, lying. What the hell? Wallahi. Dude. They used to have this joke. They used to have mud pies. You used to you shower them. Things like that. But it, it, it was jokes. It was jokes. Oh. You know what I mean? But like I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty hard headed. I'm not gonna let that get to me. But like yeah, yeah. you might you might not think that there's not racist being like shown towards you, but we the reality is we might just be ignorant to it. Because I, I know I've met people, they, t- they told me disgusting things. I'm like, yo, there's no way this is inconceivable. I never, I never thought like another human being would do this. But it, the reality is true. Dude, like for example, right? We're black. 
right? Yeah, yeah. Like we're Sudanese, right? We're we're more yeah. on the the darker side. What is what is something that you know has become a joke, right? People joke around about it, but in reality, you know, we understand where they're getting at here. Mm-hmm. Call us black people; they call us monkeys. Yeah, it's like you know. At first, like, yeah, it might seem like a joke, but like at the same time, when you, when when you keep on hearing it over and over again, you're just like, dude, like, is it is it a joke? Is it a joke? Like, like, yeah, exactly. Like, look, when when whenever you hear someone like they keep making the same joke over and over again, you're just like, are you really joking at this point? Or no, are you it, trying to tell me something indirectly? No, but here's yeah. the thing, though, in Islam, like, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful what you say, like, because here's the thing on the like getting more serious now on the day of judgment, everything you said doesn't matter if it's a joke. Doesn't oh, if it was a fib, it doesn't matter. Allah's gonna ask you about it. Everything that came out your mouth, and it's not going to be you that test that test. Like it's going to be your mouth that testifies. Like you're going to testify against yourself. And then you, you got to think about it. You, when you're maybe you're making a joke, you're calling someone a monkey. Like, dude, like where's the where's the humor in this? This is a derogatory term. This is used to degrade black people. Like to a certain amount of people just because of their skin color. I don't see the humor in this, you know. And it's not even just that. It's sometimes you know, we, all all people might be guilty of this, but we try to you know sometimes use a joke as an excuse of the wrong that we're doing. Like, for example, we might tell a lie and say, oh, you know, I was just playing. I was just joking. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, though, had that have been have some benefit to you, you wouldn't have said it was a joke. You would have just kept going along with it until, yeah. you know, you were satisfied. And that's a scary reality to think about. Like, for example, someone might, you know, scam somebody into doing something and then the person will catch on and be like, man, I was just joking with you. And then they go ahead, they save themselves. But in reality, you're not saving yourself from Allah. Allah knows your true intention. Allah knows what goes on in your head. Allah knows what goes on inside your heart. Allah knows what you had planned. Had they, had you not said you were joking, had you, had they not caught on to you, right? And we see, we, we see this happening everywhere. And it's very, it's become very normalized now. To the point where, you know, like I said, a joke is a justification to do anything that you want. Or even like, even like you said, like joking in the religion and whatnot. Oh, for example, like, look, people like, we see a lot of cases of this. You'll see a man and a woman, they'll be having an interaction, right? And people would consider like things that they're saying, like, as a sexual assault. But then they'll be like, I'm all a joking if you're joking. You ever like you ever see stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To justify they'd be what like, they're saying, they'd yeah, be yeah. like, "Look, listen, I'm joking, but if you're not joking, I'm serious." You know, things, things like, things that. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard of this. Trying to use like some type of contingency, exactly, yeah. exactly, whatever they're trying to say. But, but you are outright like, you are violating this person. Yeah, you're committing a, like this is a crime. Like it's, or even like um, someone will violate a person. They'll talk about their facial features. They'll talk about their height. They'll talk about their weight. They'll, talk, they'll say all these horrendous things about a per- person. And when they see that it's taking effect on them and, the, and that they're, dude, I'm only joking. Like, soften up. Like, you're such a crybaby and whatnot like this. But like, come on, bro. You got to understand. Things that you say have effect. And you're like, subhanAllah. And like, like we said, on the day of judgment, everything you said doesn't matter if it was a joke. What are you going to say to Allah when you talk, when you said so-and-so about this person? Or maybe maybe you backbit this person. You said this about this person just to get a laugh. Come on, man. Or like there's a verse in the Quran where Allah tells us like, you know, don't talk bad about your, your Muslim brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't name the verse off the top of my head, but you know, it's, it says along the lines of that, like, don't, don't speak to each other and call each other foul names, right? In such a way. You know, and to build off of that, in sort of Ma'i that it says, um, like, oh, you who believe, like the believers cooperate in doing good mm-hmm. deeds, but do not cooperate in sin. Yep. So like, it, it, and this is like, like tying to the idea of like, you know, we're an ummah. We're not going to, I wouldn't, I don't want to aid my brother in, in like joking and harming another person in sin. I don't want to aid him in that, I, but rather I would aid him in doing good. But, good but yeah, think about it. Like, look, <clears throat> you'll hop on, you'll hop online or you'll be out with your friends and you guys all start making jokes about such a person. You guys are aiding each other in, in sin. sin. Exactly. 
or you go online and you see someone doing haram in a video and you go and commenting, encouraging haram or not speaking about it, or if you're going to speak speak at all, then don't aid and abet the haram. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't enable this person, whatever they're doing and like treating them like, oh, this is what, what you're doing. Oh, it's entertaining. It's funny, this and that. But then it's actually haram and you're encouraging that. So speaking of this, I have a, I have actually, I actually have a story of something that happened to me the other day. So I was... I was out with one of my friends and then they were hanging out with their mutuals, right? And we were with a pretty big group of people and we were outside of this uh, Whole Foods and there was this lady outside, you know, Allah you know, what she was on or what condition she has, but she was sitting there like repeating a certain thing over and over again, you know, Allah she might've been homeless, you know, she, she didn't have much going on for herself, but you know, she was tweaking, right? And everyone was sitting there making fun of her, you know, saying yada, yada, yada. But I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, look, listen, at the end of the day, whether she's on drugs or she has like some sort of mental problem from who knows, who knows how, how she got there. This was once a normal person who had a mother, who had a father, who's just like us, maybe had siblings, maybe grew up in a normal household and, you know, ended up like that. And, you know, that, that could happen to us, but you guys are sitting there laughing about it, making jokes about it. But at the same time, though, like, imagine that was you. And that could be you. You know, this this person was was quite older. They Maybe they're in their 50s or in their 60s. But, you know, we're, we're sitting here. We're 20 years old, younger, in our 20s, whatever. And we're sitting there making fun of people like that. We don't even know where the future is going to take us. Allah alam, what happens to us? We can end up just like that or worse. Yeah. And, you know, subhanAllah, I have, there's a similar situation that happened. I remember we were at a Sudanese gathering. And this was when the, the conflict first broke out in Sudan um, recently. We were at a Sudanese gathering downtown, and obviously we're dressed in our attire, you know, the thobes, jadabiyas, kafiyas, and stuff like that. And there was a lady, she was also, she looked, appeared to be off drugs. That's just like, judging from like what was apparent, she was barefoot, like in a wheelchair. She was just riding, like, like no one with her. Her hair was like, it was, she was all over the place. And she came up to us, she said, she said, why do you guys look like Osama bin Laden? Oh, I was like, oh, no. what the world? And then she said, I'm like, excuse me. She said, why do you guys dress like Osama bin Laden? I'm like, okay. And then all of us, like, it was just like, it was just a look and a head nod. It's like, okay, we know she's, she's off of it. Like she, she's not clearly in the right state. So it's not, it's not for us to go and yell at her, bash her, like, or even like make fun her, of her, ma make fun you of know, her, threaten her. It's like, at this point, the ignorance is apparent. It's like, yeah. it's like treating with a child. You know, when, when that. Well, not stuff like that, but when people used to ridicule the Prophet, Ali Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he asked Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for forgiveness for them because for they don't know what they, they don't know. Yeah, Subhanallah. And the point you guys just both brought up, and you brought it up earlier as well, is school. The reason I'm bringing up school is because you were saying people were making fun of this lady, and you didn't know like if she was off something or what was going on in her mm -hmm. life. So you know how in school they have a special ed class, right? Yeah. There's people who are mentally challenged, or even some of them they. They might not even be able, have the ability to learn, but they still go to school. So I remember when I was in high school, uh, they had the special ed class, and there'd be people that'd just make fun of them, like they'd make jokes about them because, like, what what can these people do? Like, th th these kids, they they don't know any better, so they might do some crazy stuff. Like I remember I was walking uh, out of class, like I was in class, but I was doing something I can't remember. I was walking somewhere, and one of the special ed kids, he he started running away from his class, and the teacher obviously couldn't catch him. So she yelled to me, she's like, help, help, like he's running away and this and that. So I went in and I caught him and I brought him back to his class. The kid was crazy. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know what was like, what was going on, but he was trying to fight me, trying to get out of it. I had to like, I had to strangle his body like this. I had to hold him like this yeah, and pick him, him up. Yeah. yeah, I had to restrain him, pick him up and walk him back to his class. And in my head, I wasn't thinking about making fun of him or anything. I was like, 
my head, the first thing I said was, subhanAllah, like, I'm not in this position. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't challenge me like this. Like, this person, he's, he's tested, nah, he's like challenged. He's got gent- but no, no, but it, it. and it's a ni'mah from Allah because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to try him the same way he tries us. And here's the thing, though. At the end of the day, who are you to sit there and make fun of people like that? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if me and you are normal people today. One car accident, I can become like that. One motorcycle accident, I become like that. I can see something in my life and all of a sudden I have PTSD. Something can happen to me. Yeah. Allah, Allah ever so wills that, you know, we can go ahead and become into that state. Well, who are you to sit there and make fun of people like that? And who are you to be ungrateful to Allah? Bacteria could have stole your eyesight when you were little. You could have lost your sense of sight. You could have lost your hearing. You could have lost anything. But here you are today standing healthy and strong and you decide to use like what you have like it's just a different level level of arrogance and pride and, and nope. you know that's that's where like bro that's why you know why i brought up this topic of racism bro for someone to be a racist you have to have a different level of arrogance and a different level different level of pride imagine a, a man comes to a, a a father in in seeking of marriage but he says no you're like no you're this you're that you're this you're asian you're, you're like my, my friend he the brother he didn't choose to be asian he didn't choose to be black he didn't choose to be white but he comes to you, you know, we do choose, we choose whether we're Muslim or not. We choose mm-hmm. whether we're Christian or not. We choose whether we submit to Allah subhanahu wait, 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 wa ta'ala. Let's not even just put it, the topic on racism. Like, you could be prejudiced or discriminatory towards a religion. Like, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, we don't, we're not supposed to insult other people's faiths. We don't insult, we don't their, insult false their false gods. We don't insult their false gods, yes. Yeah, yeah. So look, but you have faiths that insult us. Like, I've, I've been on live or I've been in, I've been in life. Like, I've gone outside, I live in the West. And I've gone outside, I've told people, oh, I'm Muslim. And then they, they started, like, they inadvertently insult my faith. But to me, it's not a joke. Like, sometimes they'll joke talking about how, how I make dua or how I pray and this and that. And I'm just like, like, people might start laughing. And I'm just like, bro, this is, this is it really pisses me off. But I'm not going to say anything just because I don't need to start a conflict over this. No, not, you know, you know, but, you the, know, the like, jokes that really piss me off, though, is the... Even like, look, even Muslims will feed into the jokes of, oh, well, you guys are terrorists. You know, you guys bomb places and stuff like that. And even the Muslims themselves, they'll sit there and they'll make jokes out of it as well. Like, right you, now we're trying who, to fight who are, you, who are you doing? What are you doing? You're sitting there. Not only are you making your religion look bad, you're harming yourself as well. And you put yourself into a situation where maybe in the future, you know, people can go ahead and use this against you. And on top of that, you're sinning. So on top of that, you're harming yourself even more. Mm-hmm. We're trying to escape those allegations right now. Like they're they're throwing allegations to the people in Palestine, calling these innocent people. I'm not talking about the people who are fighting. They're calling even the innocent uh, Palestinians terrorists and this and that, or they're aiding the terrorists. No, no. no matter of fact, even, even the people, even even the people who are fighting. You can't even consider them terrorists because at the end at the end of the day, here, you know, not you know, just to say this, that, that that's that's all they got. That's all they got fighting against injustice. The colonizers, the people who are sit there and uh, wrongfully kill civilians and bomb hospitals, you know, you got to think about it. At the end of the day, we're not going to call these people terrorists, right? Allahu alam. You know, Allah knows exactly what's in these people's hearts. So if someone actually has the intention to defend their people, then may Allah reward them. And if, uh, and if they have the intention of going ahead and harming people for their own self-benefit, may Allah destroy them and may Allah deal with them. That's a good way of putting it too. Because it doesn't matter what you are, whether you be a Muslim, you be a Christian, you be a Jew, you're black, white, Asian, whatever. If you sit there and you kill innocent people and you support it, may Allah's curse be upon you and may he deal with you. It doesn't matter what you are. You will sit there and the, the, rules, the rules are the same for everybody. You know, me killing someone and him killing somebody and, you know, Joe Schmo down the street killing somebody. It's still equally as bad. Yeah, people act like the rules change just because of your skin color, just because of where you come from. You take pride in, in where you come from. That means you're automatically above someone else and that you can do more than what they can do. This is unbelievable. And on top of that, just remember, you're also being tested, right? Never forget that. It doesn't matter if you sit there. Allah might have put you in a better situation just so, you know, he can see how, exactly how you react. 
you might you might see someone who's disabled or has less than you and see if you go ahead and help that person or if you're going to go ahead and make fun of that person or and glorify Allah. Exactly. You're not in that position or and the fact that that's also a nitma for that person, whether they're going through something or whether uh, and that you're not like I remember I always used to ask, I was like, why do we say subhanAllah or why do we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we see someone who has a disability or who's mentally challenged or who's going through something very hard and then I was always, then I started to think, I was like, okay, wait a minute. You're not going through it, right? Your life is going well. So, you know, you praise Allah for that. You always be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when life is going well. But then also for them, you're praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because that's a blessing in disguise for them. They might not see it right now, but they'll, they'll see it on the day of judgment. That, that, that's a good point that you say that because look, this always goes back to the same, the same exact topic because people will go ahead and they'll bring out this argument. Why does, why does God allow this to happen? And we don't just believe in a all-knowing, all-loving, all-good God. What is another attribute of Allah? Is Al-Hakim, the most wise. And Allah says in the Quran, perhaps you might like something, like something that is bad for you and perhaps you might uh, hate something that is good for you. So it's only in Allah's knowledge and know that everything has a divine reasoning behind it. So whether or not it looks bad to you, Allah knows better than you. Yeah, it, it may look bad to you, but when did you become the most knowledgeable person on earth and you know in the ins and outs and everything, you know what's right and what's wrong? Let's go. Let's go back real quick because the reason I wanted to go back to like this this topic that uh, of school because for me, you guys are bringing up racism stuff and me I can't really think of too many instances where it happened for me except for what, me being Muslim because a lot of the times people didn't believe I was. But that doesn't I really Sudanese. deal with racism. That's like Islamophobia. I know. I'm saying like people didn't really believe that I was Sudanese. I had to always prove it like. A whole bunch of different ways. I used to always say, "Oh, I'm African." And they'll be like, "No, you're not. No, you're not." And I'll be like, "Yeah, no, I'm from a country it's called Sudan." They're like, "Where's that?" They're like, "You're lying." This and that. So people never believed me anyway. So I was like, "Whatever." I didn't care to tell people uh, like about where I'm from because they didn't even understand. These people used to think Paris was a country, so I didn't really care to <laughs> to explain it to them anyway. But the issue arose when I have to tell people I was Muslim. I can't recall many times that I told people I was Muslim except for when I got to like maybe my sophomore year of high school when they tried to serve me pork because I was on the football team and that was the only thing they had for the team meal. Before that, I can't really recall times where I told people I was Muslim because I never really felt like I needed to. Like I was never put in a situation, like in elementary school, I wasn't really put in situations where I needed to tell people I was Muslim. I mean, if they had pork, I'd just say like, I can't eat pork. That's it. Yeah, I used to or, say I was allergic. <laughs> or, and I was, you know, I was too young to pray in elementary school. So like that never arose. But I knew my mom was scared about me coming forward, telling people I was Muslim, even though I didn't. But I knew that that, that was there because of what just happened. Right when I was born, 9-11 yeah, yeah. had happened. So obviously the stigma around Islam and Muslims was at an all-time high. So I knew that she she didn't need, like, she was fearful of that because she didn't grow up in America. She didn't know what was going to happen. She didn't know if people were going to bully me about that or what they would do to me or, like, if if they would treat me differently in school or anything like that. But alhamdulillah, no, I was protected from that. You know, that, that's a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But that not that so distasteful to have a person's mother fear for their child from the way they're going to be treated just because of their religion? Like, come on. Like, that's... I mean, of course. SubhanAllah. Of course. And there's people dealing with... The, like, even the surrounding the situation right now, what's happening in Gaza, like, people... That, like, around what's happening surrounding Islam, people are building this propaganda to try and justify the genocide that's happening. They're trying to build the propaganda that, oh, we're jihadis and we're terrorists and whatnot. People use... And I want to talk about this. People, they coined this term. They're trying to make a new meaning behind the word jihad. They don't even know what it means. They don't speak Arabic at all. And they use this to describe us as, uh, as terrorists. Like, they say, um, they need to stop teaching jihad in schools. What is wrong with you? What, exactly. Like, like you don't even know... like. 
Audhu billah. You don't that, even know what you're speaking. That that that's where it all comes in from. It's all ignorance. Like I said, going back to the beginning of the episode, there's a propaganda that they're trying to push, whether it be in school, whether it be in the workplace, whether you be out in the community. You know, people are going to try to spread this falsehood about things that, let's say, the mainstream people they 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 have no idea about because they were never taught it. Right? Had the let's say you know they teach Islam in school, like for example, they. Obviously, they don't have to believe in it, but they could just be like, hey, this is what Muslims believe. They believe killing is wrong, yada, yada, yada. If more people knew that, there would be less, less of a stigma around the name. No, but obviously, they don't teach them that. So then, like I said, they grow up in this environment. And that's all they've ever been taught, that it's, it's, uh, Muslims are bad. They're bad people and stuff like that. Can you really blame them for thinking that if that's all they ever know? No, but here's the thing, though. The media is painting this picture that Muslims are bad and that we're terrorists and whatnot to justify what they are doing to us. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to use that. Now think about it. If any other religion, any other faith, any other, any other way of life was to be attacked like Islam, you think what Islam, Islam would still be thinking? Or even if, if it was true what they were saying about Islam, you think there would be a world today? Two billion people terrorists? And I think, I remember you said this, if 1% of 2 billion, 20 million were terrorists, were the way that you it, describe us, we, there would be no earth. No, but not even that. If, if Islam were not true, and what they say is true, Islam still wouldn't be here. Not even the world. Islam would not be here. How does Islam still stand even after all the slander that it goes through? Because, and this is, and this is, remember, the Quran says this. The truth will, will uh, the, the, the light will like throw out the darkness. They try to extinguish the light of light. Allah, but Allah will not allow except his light be perfected. This is one of my favorite verses. This is Surah Tawbah. Mm-hmm. Surah Tawbah, subhanAllah. And speaking about school as well, right? I remember you showed me this video. I can't remember the, who the, the speaker was, but he was telling us like how school teaches you everything that's wrong with life or like it teaches you everything, like the opposite of like the purpose of your life. Like um, for me as a Muslim, the only thing school taught me was how to use my brain, but it didn't tell everything that everything else that it taught me doesn't go with what my religion says. Like they teach you about this Dar- Darwinian, Darwinian uh, evolution and this and that. And they teach you about things that go against your religion. They teach you to be secular. They teach you not to uh, take any schools of thought. They teach you to only try to take uh, the most general path yeah, that okay, there here's is. What, here's what I will say. I agree with you in the, in, the, in the sense that they do teach you a narrow path, like a narrow path. But that's from, you know, like from, uh, from kindergarten to like all the way through high school and graduating and you go to university. Then it's different. But they do teach you a narrow path. But here's the like school. I do believe for every Muslim it, it is important. I believe proper education is important for all Muslims because why? I believe Muslims should be the, the leaders in advancements in mathematics, technologies, engineering. I think we should be the leaders in these. I think we should, like especially because the Quran is what encourages us. Like we live we live for the sake of Allah and we worship Allah. We live, we do our, we do our, we do our actions all for the sake of God. So that includes like reading and making use of our time. Of course. And it's not just, okay, let's say school, right? The, what the key, the key thing that we're looking for here is the knowledge. Yeah, we don't, yeah, I, I, we, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, let's say we learn it in a classroom or read it in a book or someone teaches it to us. Keep, we want to know the reality. We want to know the knowledge. As long as that information as long as we know that information, that's what matters the most. Because, mm-hmm. like, look, for example, me, people will be like, oh, you didn't go to college, but yada, yada, yada. But, like, me, I'm still sitting here. Okay, I might not be in college, but I'm still out here. I'm still taking courses. I'm still reading books. I'm still watching lectures. I'm still, you know, getting all the information that I need, learning things every single day. It, like I said, you know, just retaining the knowledge, mm-hmm. sitting there and learning. I still, I'm, I have a notebook. I sit there. I take down notes. I watch a whole bunch of videos. I might not be in, let's say, a school, but I still do the same things that, let's say, you would do in a school. No, but here, like, Allah, I love, I love that you say that because what, what is knowledge? 
Knowledge is that which corresponds to reality. Mm-hmm. If it does not correspond with reality, it's not law- knowledge. It's misinformation. It's, it's not real. So me learning biology, me learning about molecular biology, that's, that's knowledge. Like mm-hmm. that's subhanAllah, you could praise Allah. Look at Allah's creation. Alhamdulillah. And that's why I, like when people, a lot of people, they talk about schools and I'm like, I sit there and I'm like, dude, I, I really think, I really advocate for education. I know that people may not be saying this, they may not be saying this about the school system right now, but I really advocate for an education because I've seen people who are uneducated. I've seen people in Sudan. I've seen people in Saudi Arabia. I've seen people who are uneducated and it's, it's like a different, it's a different level. It's not the education aspect. It's the environment of school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We live in the West. The West they the teach West you- teaches you everything that's wrong with this or that's wrong with the world. Like Islam has nothing to do with what the West teaches or what the West values. That's why it it is growing. Well, obviously, to be it's because they're, they're missing they're missing a component. They're missing the idea of of God. No, of course, and, of and course. they're trying to get away from that. You know, I know, I know. Just like hold on, <clears throat> the West is like the opposite place that you want to be if you are a Muslim, especially going to a public school because those people not only do they not have deen, but what they want in life is something completely opposite, opposite for me, but that's influencing me. As a Muslim, it's going to influence you. That's why a lot of these people who go, who grow up going to school in the West, especially going to a public school, they might steer away from Islam for a little while until they turn back to the path. Directly or indirectly. Yes. No, but here's the thing, though. Can we be surprised by this, though? The, the Rasul, alayhi salatu wasalam, said that's holding on to your religion will be like holding on to a hot coal. Hot coals. But see, here's the thing, though. Like, this is a fitness. This is a great trial from Allah. Like let, let's see, like man, if you're if you're in the West and you're a young man and you're a young woman and you're staying true to your religion, expect a great reward from Allah. And here here's the thing, right? There's always you know different solutions to let's say what you're doing. Like let's say you you need this you need the school you need the knowledge, right? But maybe even just changing the environment. Maybe you know if you go to a place that free mixes a lot, you know you can try to see if there's any online courses or try, try to, to switch that, yeah. or try to go to let's say an all male school or all female school you know whatever there's there's a whole bunch of different avenues that you can go there's, ahead and take efforts or you can try it try and be a beacon of light a beacon of hope around your school around your community like look for me for example right me i like to learn from someone who was where i was at and is where i'm trying to be i feel like those are the best types of examples that you should go ahead and learn from and that's the thing you know i was watching a video about a brother earlier he was talking about how whenever he was going ahead and seeking knowledge on let's say you know money making things he go ahead and he learn from all these different cafes Right. But, you know, now he uses his Islamic knowledge to go ahead and teach his other Muslim brothers because, you know, I don't deal with interest. You don't deal with interest. You know, I don't believe in lying and stealing. You don't believe in lying and stealing. But, you know, I went ahead. I I, I read like what these kafirs had to say and I went ahead and, you know, made it Islamically. Right. Because some people will go into those types of things. They'll read certain books from people or they'll go ahead and attend certain, uh, attend certain classes from non-Muslims. And if their iman is not strong, they will be swayed into a direction that you know they didn't want to be yeah you know they'll go ahead they'll get influenced like i said directly or indirectly by these people and it, it's a very dangerous thing because when when you're young or when you're seeking knowledge you soak things up like a sponge you want every single piece of knowledge or piece or whatever that you see around you and you want that especially mm-hmm. if you're going to learn like and what you're talking about if you're going to learn if you're going to a specific class to learn something so if i'm going to learn about wealth how to manage wealth, how to make wealth, then I'm going to soak up every piece of knowledge that this guy has, especially if he's someone who's credible. If he's a credible source, maybe he's he's done it. He's been, like you said, he's been where you're at, where you're at right now. And, and he's he, where you're trying he, to be. Exactly. He's where you're trying to be. You're going to soak up everything he has to say. Mm-hmm. Now, see, sometimes, yes, that's going to get in the way of your religion because that's a test. That's going to test you. Is what this guy is telling me, is this more valuable than my connection to Allah? Some people might say yes in the, in the short term, but then in the long term, they may turn back to Allah. They may not. 
But that's the risk. And that's that's the thing. You're going to follow somebody whenever you want what they have. Like, for example, if you want to be the best man, you're going to follow the prophet. And that's exactly why we follow him, because, you know, he was a human being like us and he's where we're trying to be at. He's going to be in Jannah. And, you know, we're trying to we're trying to be like that by the will of Allah. And like I so whenever you're trying to sit there, whether it be money or you're trying to be the best doctor, you're going to go ahead and try to learn from the best doctor. You're going to go search. Oh, who's the best doctor? You're going to you're going to start asking around. Oh, who, who's who's such and such a is the, are they a good person to learn from? You're going to go ahead. You're going to do your research and then. You're going to try to follow that person to a T. You're going to be like, all right, they woke up at 5 a.m. I'm going to start waking up at 5 a.m. You know, th- things like that. You want to be careful with that. You know, subhanAllah. You don't want to compromise your deen to go ahead and achieve the things. The that- affairs. Yeah, we always, we always have to remember what gives, what gives what we do, the good we do, and what gives the evil here, like meaning and like what makes it evil, what makes good good, what makes evil evil is the hereafter. But we're, go- we're, going, we're going to be judged for what we have done here and Allah is going to ask us. Alhamdulillah, the word the Prophet ﷺ say, take the good and leave the bad. You know, you, you can go ahead and do that. You know, you got to go ahead and attend a class from a non-Muslim. All right, just go take up, take the good from them and, and, leave, the and, and leave the bad. And there is no obedience in the creation, in the disobedience in the creator. So you want to go ahead and, and follow that. People have asked me, like speaking of school or fitna you might see in school, difficulties in school, staying on your dean. People have asked me like, oh, how do you deal with fitna in university? And I'm like, bro. I took online classes because that's the easiest for me. For me, that was the easiest path because for one, I don't like being in crowds of people that I don't know. If I don't know you, I don't feel like I need to be there around you. Even though like, oh, people say they learn better in person. Me, I could teach myself. I could, You just show me a video or you tell me, read this and this, I'll learn it. And I'll go ahead and I'll take your exam no, the same way that I'll do it if I was learning in your class. Because for me, that keeps me away from the fitna. I don't have to worry about... Uh, overlapping prayers in class like i could just stop whatever i'm doing right now and go pray see that that goes back to what we said earlier like there's always a solution there's always another way you're not just limited to what's always in front of you you know go out there and learn learn the different avenues that people took in life you know not everyone who's where you want to be they all took the same route yeah they, they, we all come from different backgrounds how many how many people on this earth how many people have walked the earth almost like billions of humans have walked this earth how many of them have lived the same exact life none of them there's different avenues to get to where you want to go you have no idea how much easier allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make life for you when you sacrifice things for his sake mm-hmm. i sacrificed going to school to take classes online so that i could be closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's keeping me well informed that I'm being able to retain the knowledge the same way that I would. Hold exactly. On, no, say, no one leaves something for the sake of Allah except for Allah will replace him with something yeah. better. You will be repaid. But let's say, let's say um, you, you, can't, you can't do online. Let's say like you have to learn in per- person. This is the only way you can do it. Let's say like this, this is the best way you learn. Struggle for the sake of Allah. Even, even if you like, you might be tested with sin. Struggle for the sake of Allah. Allah will reward you. This is, the, this is, you will be re- this is not the, the world of recompense. Maybe you have so much stress in your heart. You're trying, you're trying to stay away. You're trying to focus. You're trying to focus on school. There's fitness all around you in university and whatnot and classes and whatnot. But struggle for the sake of Allah and Allah will reward you for your efforts. We have to understand Allah is the most forgiving, the most merciful, the most gracious. This is, this is I, like, even me, like I like, like, I like learning in person. Like I like learning in person. And the, way, the way I stay away from all the fitness is I go there to do exactly what I need to do. Learn. Like I stand on business. That's what I do. I don't think I don't like that's like I keep it strictly business. I don't like my like I don't go there to socialize, especially even when I go to the masjid. I don't go to the masjid to, masjid to socialize. I go to I go there to pray. I go and I pray even even after the prayer. Inshallah, alhamdulillah, I go and I talk to my brothers and whatnot. But like that's I keep my intention strict for any task at hand. You know, 
when you say struggle for the sake of Allah, that also tells you in your mind, if someone were to be fearful, oh, I don't want to be around the fitna that's in school or something like that. Or whenever you that's think of good, something that's like that, that's good thing. right there. Yeah, that's a good thing. So when thing. you like, do that, uh, you know that you can handle this. Build off of that. Build off of that. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, oh, I'm going through it. I'm not talking about it or I'm not thinking about it at all. And I'm just trying to put it off to the side until shaitan's whispers get inside my head. And then his whispers start making me think that this is coming from myself. So then you end up falling into it. But when you keep when you keep that stuff on your mind, when you keep Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on your mind, when you know that, oh, I can differentiate between my own thoughts and my own whims versus what, that of shaitan, then you know that your iman is there. Like, iman is very much inside your heart. And, and that's, that's how you, you gotta keep say, growing it. Yeah, you, you gotta say, say alhamdulillah. If you're worried, if you're worried about that, that's what you gotta say, like, alhamdulillah. Like, you look at a person, like, maybe, like, they're asking these questions, like, oh, how do I deal with this? How do I do it? Like, you gotta say, stop. Say alhamdulillah. First, you got that iman in your heart, man. And understand this. Allah does not want to make it hard on you. Allah wants to make it easy for you. Mm -hmm. So you might, you know, like you said, you might have to go and do certain things, but hate, you got to at least hate it in your heart. Yeah. Hate the haram in, in, in your heart. And that's, you know, the weakest form of faith, but, you know. It's faith. You know, it's yeah, faith. Yeah. They might say, be the weakest form of faith, but trust me, it's still strong. But faith is better than no faith. Look, listen, because whenever I see a haram and I'm hating it, I'm like, bro, trust me. It makes me even feel, it feels, makes me feel even closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, anytime I see, uh, like fitna out in the streets or something, women uncovered, I'll, be, but, I'll but, hate it oh, in my mind and I'll look away and I'm just like, bro, like hopefully Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards me for hating this and but looking that's, away. That, that's kind of crazy that, that you say it like that because other people out there, like they have a blind eye to it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really mean anything, but yet you, but yeah, you, 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 see, you see something in it. You like, see the bad in it. You see the good in it. Whatever it may be, like Allah put that into your heart. Like, yeah, you'll show them a picture or whatnot. Like, or like you'll see them. You show them a scene. They'll be like, you say, what is wrong with this? You'll be like, you'll be like, what? Nothing's wrong with it. But you, even though like you clearly see, like, like imagine you're walking in the streets and you're like, what is wrong with the street? They but, can't see it, but you can see it. But that's you being able to tell right from wrong. Because look, what do the prophets on the other side of them say? Whenever you, whenever you sin, it's like a black dot on your heart. So you get so many black darts, you can't tell wrong from right and right from wrong. So be glad that you have that ability to tell the right from wrong. And that's going to that's gonna close this out, inshallah, this podcast. Um, let us know if you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, brought up a couple of good topics, alhamdulillah. Uh, especially for, like, a lot of us out there, since we're all young, so a lot of us are in school and stuff. So it's very beneficial for us to think about whether you have experienced racism or Islamophobia or fitna in school or any type of difficulties in life. You know that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, aims to make it easy for you, aims to make it easy for all of us. And with that, you know, assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. All right, guys, make sure to share this with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change by sharing this. And make sure to join our Discord server, the biggest Discord server in the Ummah. I know you guys see the link in the bio. You guys don't ever want to join. Anyways, uh, we're still uh, students of knowledge. We're not scholars. So uh, keep that in mind. We're open for correction. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.